allow me to ask this question. What are you going to do that morning you wake up and you find you have no internet, no cell phone, perhaps no cable TV? We're going to talk about your options today and ways that we can stay connected. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'm so glad that you're with us today. Today, I want to talk a little bit about shortwave radio. It's been a topic that we've discussed here on this program for literally going on four years now. We started this program on shortwave. It is predominantly a shortwave radio program because so many of you understand, like I do, that we're living in a time where censorship is becoming increasingly noticeable, particularly from some of the, shall we say, tech giants. And so shortwave radio is a way to bypass much of the censorship. And so that's what I want to talk about today, shortwave radio. Now, as many of you know, my wife and I are visiting in Florida, and today we're at the studios and the transmitter site for WRMI which airs Truth to Ponder several different times per day. In fact, most of the listeners for Truth to Ponder do listen to WRMI. And with me in the studio right now is Jeff White, who is the general manager of WRMI. Jeff, welcome to Truth to Ponder. Thank you, Bob. It's great to be here. I want to talk a little bit about the history of this station uh, your involvement in shortwave radio and, and what you like about shortwave radio and why you still believe there's a future for shortwave. <laughs> so this station, the call letters WRMI, those were your call letters for a station that was actually at one point in Miami, correct? That's right. Uh, starting in 1994, I believe. And then the opportunity came a while back. It's going to be getting close to, what, 10 years 10 now? Years yeah, now yeah. 10 years now, uh-huh. 10 years. When Harold Camping had made a prediction of the end of the world that didn't come to pass, and they decided to shut down what was then known as WYFR, which Your was a shortwave radio. station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had started out in Massachusetts, I believe, and then they moved the site to Florida to Florida back in, what, the late 1970s? That's right. And, and out here in this 1,000-acre parcel of land <laughs> are towers and antennas and cows. That's pretty much all you see out here uh, is towers and two dogs. <laughs> and from here, WIFR ran for, for many, many years, literally covering the entire planet Earth with multiple antennas and what ended up being a grand total of 14 transmitters, which is, I think, the largest privately owned facility uh, in the Western Hemisphere, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yes, Uh, and maybe even most of the Eastern Hemisphere as well. Uh, Harold Camping had a a great... um, Idea uh, and, and, and a vision, a vision, and and it, you know, it it, it worked for a long time. <laughs> I can remember in the nineteen eighties, I had something that a lot of people didn't have. Uh, my wife and I bought a new car back in nineteen eighty four, and I bought it just for my work, and and I I got it as what they call a plain Jane with no radio installed. And I went to get my own, and I happened to be in New York City at the time, went to one of those very unique electronic shops in Midtown Manhattan, 
and I found an AM FM with shortwave and cassette unit that would fit my car. And the price was right. The reason it was inexpensive, the instructions were in Arabic. Uh-huh. And I was able to figure out how to wire it up. And I can remember when I worked for a transmitter manufacturer, I'd be doing a lot of traveling, especially around the southeastern United States, maybe toward uh, Mississippi, maybe Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina. And I can remember oftentimes putting on the short wave and I would hear many of the frequencies of WYFR at the time broadcasting and of course uh, what was it Deutsche Welle out of Germany and, and, and so many other broadcasters in the 80s filled up that dial and a lot of them were government agencies and then a handful of private they used to call uh, WIFR, uh, uh, some people called it uh, the Radio Moscow of the U.S. because mm-hmm. it was on so many frequencies simultaneously. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I can imagine what this place was like when all these transmitters were running. I mean, I, I've been up and down these halls over the past, well, I guess it's like eight years now, nine years, somewhere in there. It's, it, where's the time go? Mm-hmm. And and I, I just remember listening to WIFR. And they had a unique signature at the beginning of any broadcast. It was the uh, it was the instrumental of "To God Be the Glory" was the hymn, and that's how they announced coming on the air in the beginning of a new broadcast segment. And, and you couldn't you couldn't miss that signature that they used for for coming on the air. Now you started with Radio Miami. That was your station down in Miami. And primarily, you, your reach was mostly back then. What South America, I believe. Yeah, we were we were interested in uh, uh, Cuba, Caribbean, uh, and on down to uh, Latin America in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's where our antenna was beamed. <laughs> and you you had that, and then the opportunity came when they when they decided to close down WIFR. You had the opportunity to then move your facility WRMI up here to the big city of Okeechobee USA <laughs> and and it became WRMI can you can you when was that approximately you say about 10 years ago it was December of 2013 what happened was uh, in at the end of June of that year they closed down uh, WYFR and just before they closed it down, I think they announced it like at the last minute, uh, the the manager here was a guy named Dan Elie, mm-hmm. and I had known him for many years because he was the secretary treasurer of the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters, and I was the assistant secretary treasurer. So he called me and he said, uh, uh, look, they're going to shut the station down here. Uh, why don't you take it over? <laughs> and I said, well, uh, you know, we've got one transmitter, one antenna down here in Miami, and, mm-hmm. and, and you've got the uh, a one square mile uh, facility there with uh, twenty three antennas and fourteen transmitters, and, and, and the switches and everything so, that goes with well, it. I don't know. I don't know if we can handle that. But uh, and I said I, don't, I didn't even know because they were they were leasing. They did for thirty eight years uh, the the farm from the farmer here who has the cattle. Uh, and uh, I said, I don't, I don't know if we could even afford the lease. And so, anyways, he said, No, no, the people, are, you know, they're nice people. They like to have, uh, like to see the station continue and all that. So, anyway, uh, between June, the end of June, and and the end of November, we worked all the details out. And on November thirtieth, uh, at midnight. 
exactly midnight uh, Eastern time, we shut down uh, WRMI in Miami and turned on WRMI in, in Okeechobee. And on the same frequency, 9955 kilohertz, same antenna beam, 160 degrees. And so it was a pretty uh, smooth uh, transition. And then over the years, you've added uh, bringing on more transmitters, more frequencies as, over time. And, and, and this and people need to understand, this is a commercial radio station. And in other words, the airtime is purchased because it is a short wave. People may not understand this. This is not inexpensive to operate. <laughs> the amount of power these these transmitters use, uh, there are no inexpensive solid-state options out there at these power levels anywhere on the planet. I mean, I've been looking, and they're not there yet. And so it, there's a lot of maintenance, a lot of work. Um, they use tubes, which are relatively expensive in the five figures, um, but it's quite an operation, and the reach that this facility has uh, globally, of course, North America, South America, Europe, and even into Asia and, and all over, WRMI can be heard. Right. When you look at shortwave now, some of the things that you have said in the past, and I want to, what is the great advantage to a programmer and this is not like for general purpose programming like you know uh, most talk shows or music shows uh, or commercial ventures it 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 doesn't play quite as well as it might on a an fm in a new york city or a chicago but what is the great advantage of of being a broadcaster on shortwave well if you can imagine um a, a pastor, for example, who, uh, if he wanted to, to have a, a nationwide or worldwide uh, audience, would have to buy time on numerous radio stations, you know, all over the place. And buying time on commercial uh, radio stations is extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, shortwave is, <laughs> fortunately or unfortunately, not very expensive uh, because it's not, you know, there are no Arbitron ratings. Nobody knows exactly how many people are listening anywhere at any time. Mm -hmm. so, so the airtime is inexpensive. And you can buy time on one station and be heard, you know, virtually around the world. So it's a, you know, it's a really exciting concept to a lot of uh, uh, people who, uh, who who want to get a radio program on to a wide audience for a very low cost. One of the things that I've learned about shortwave and, and, and my interest in it really accelerated in the early 1980s when I was working for a manufacturer of broadcast equipment. And when I went to work for them, I'm thinking, okay, we build AM and FM transmitters. And then the first transmitter I ever built was an HF hmm. for the company. And, and this was a, a 50 kilowatt that was ended up in the Middle East. And then the next thing I know, we have 10 kilowatt, 25 kilowatt, 100 kilowatt. These are, these are going all over the world. And that's what got my interest in Man, there's there's a lot of stations out there, and then having the radio in the car, which then led to having a radio in the house, and and it was like an entirely different world to, to hear broadcasts from literally everywhere. Uh, a lot of governments use shortwave, and uh, internationally, 
though it appears the voice of America doesn't do as much shortwave as they may have done, let's say, 30 years ago. No, uh, and that's a lot of people think that's very unfortunate, um, but they're concentrating now, I think, mostly in Middle East and Africa. Uh, they do have, the government does have Radio Free Asia, which transmits to uh, um, certain countries in, in Asia where media, the local media isn't uh, very reliable. Uh, and, they, and they have uh, Radio Marti being to Cuba. Uh, and a few other organizations, a few other stations being to certain countries or areas. Uh, but uh, the VOA is nothing, nothing like it was, uh, you know, even 10 or 20 years ago. I can remember back years ago, there were a lot of voices that came out of Europe as well, and there's not near as many mm-hmm. today as there were back then. And and it, like the BBC, it's like, oh, just, just find us on the Internet. You know, listen mm-hmm. to us on your phone. And this seems to be where the culture is gone, that everything is attached to your eye thingy or your Android thingy uh, for entertainment, for information. And the problem in my opinion, is the Internet is an easy place to do censorship and turn things off. Mm. Uh, I'm sure that if you live in China or North Korea, you don't have full Internet access to everything. It's going to be extremely limited. And conventional AM and FM is just not going to get there. Uh, Satellite would be prohibitive. But shortwave radio can cross international boundaries and borders like nothing else I've ever seen. And even during the Cold War, the Soviet Union tried to do a lot of blocking and jamming, but they were not really all that successful all the time. Would that be a safe assumption? Well, that's right. And uh, we still have jamming from, uh, there's there's jamming from China to certain, not our broadcast, but uh, certain broadcasts. Uh, we still have jamming from Cuba on, on uh, one or two of our frequencies. Uh, but it's, like you say, it's not all that effective. Um, people still listen. And, you know, but yes, the the, the the internet the problem is it, it in a crisis situation we've seen it you know over and over and over again the last uh, few years uh, countries have cut off the internet uh, when there's a crisis going on mm-hmm. and so you know shortwave is really the only way of getting a message in there plus um, there are still you know almost around half the population of the world that doesn't even have access to internet and if they do have access to internet they may only be able to do emails or something they 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 may not have high-speed internet where they can actually listen to a a radio program an audio program and forget you can forget video at that (laughs) those size files but when you when you when i look at shortwave one of the things that i like about it to me it, it is it's a frontier it is a place and and this radio program i produce just seems to fit on hf and it attracts people looking for an alternative voice not the corporate run media not the the regular group that of that seem to parrot each other they're looking for other opinions they're looking for information that nobody seems to care about or doesn't make a big deal about and and i'm I'm just really thrilled that we have the opportunity 
uh, to reach people all across North America. The audience for this program is growing in Canada and other places around the globe. And there's a dedicated group that listens each and every day. Oh yeah, uh, this is this is what we find uh, even here in North America. Uh, a lot of people really they can hear stuff on the internet, but they they prefer listening to shortwave, and they can find things on shortwave that that are on the internet as well. Um, and you know every 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 week and almost every day we get. Uh, reports from listeners uh, and uh, saying, um, "I just got a shortwave radio. I turned it on, and you're the first station I heard." So there are a lot of people who are, are just getting into shortwave, uh, as well as a lot who've been listening to you know for years and years. And then there's a lot of people who used to listen to shortwave maybe back in the '70s or something, and now they sort of they find a radio in their closet or whatever, and they rediscovered it. So you have a whole variety of listeners of um, all age groups, really, who are who are still listening to shortwave. One of the things that I've been pleased to see there are still a number of manufacturers making decent radios in all price ranges i mean i i have one that um, a friend of mine sent me to to check out and it's about 22 dollars, and it's it's about the size of you know my little cell phone Mm -hmm. and i'm amazed when i pull the antenna up how much i can actually pick up and how many stations around the world i can get on this little tiny radio and and this is only around twenty dollars and then mm-hmm. for about 40 or 50 you get a medium size that actually has pretty decent sound they have am fm and shortwave and then get around a hundred dollars they get a little bit bigger they sound even more have better bass and and audio and so you, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars though there are a few people that i know that have but uh, you you can get a reasonable radio that can pick up the planet uh, for around a hundred dollars or less. Yes, and they, you know, shortwave radios used to be very available in 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 stores, brick and mortar stores around North America, and they still can be found in some. But but you know, everybody buys on the internet now, and if you go on Amazon and, and put shortwave receivers, you get twenty thirty pages of, <laughs> of receivers oh, yeah. in all in all price ranges. Yeah, and, and I, I had a. I tell this story, and I'm not sure if I've ever shared this with you. Some of the listeners have heard me say this over the last few years. About two and a half years ago, I got this fascinating email from a young lady, probably at that time, you know, around 30-ish. We'll just leave it at that. And she lived out west. And and she said that, you know, she's a... She's a very Bible-believing individual, and she's concerned about the nation. And, and she went to sleep just pondering all of that, the world that we're living in. And in the middle of the night, she woke up and, and had this word on her mind that she didn't even know what it meant, shortwave. Never, never had heard the term, didn't know what it was, just she's 30-something. This is not the world she grew up in. She grew up listening to, like, you know, FM rockers and, ta- and, and stations. And so she just sat down in front of her computer and typed in the two words, short wave. And all of a sudden, she saw radios for sale. Mm-hmm. And she found one that was around, I think she said, $40. And so she just took a gamble on it, and she ordered it. A few days later, it showed up at her door. She put the batteries in and started playing with it. 
and discovered the program Truth to Ponder for the first time. The first time she turned the radio on, and she's been a listener ever since. Wow. And, and and she knew nothing about it. Now, she does listen to the program as a podcast at times, but she also knows that if the internet is down or the power is off, her battery radio still works, and she's been able to listen during those times as well. I've got a listener in Texas, same, similar story, was introduced to it totally by happenstance, and is a listener to this program and others that are on this station. And so, I mean, I get a lot of correspondence of people that do listen. I mean, we have listeners in on, on, on ships, people who, who work on ships, uh, uh, plying the, the Caribbean or other areas. We have uh, listeners in jails, <laughs> in jail, mm-hmm. who, who, who write to us. Uh, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing variety of people from all over the world. I know for this program, like I say, and, and I, I always make it clear to my audience, when this program goes off shortwave, it'll come to a total end, including as a podcast. I mean, I am committed to being on shortwave. I'm a believer in it, and I want to see it grow. I want to help in any way that I can to get other programmers to realize the value of this as an alternative media. In a time when you look at the tech companies like the Googles of this world and others that may want to now do what they call preemptive censorship on things they think might be misinformation. And and with a podcast, I, I noticed something in loading my podcast the other day through one of the large outfits. It talks about we now can have, you know, we now have a transcript. You get a transcription uh, that, that appears from the audio file they're able to read the audio file now and turn it into a transcript on the fly and they also then can decide if they like your content or not (laughs) and so we're coming into this world where artificial intelligence high-speed connection and the ability to read and listen uh in high speed they can they can scour an hour program in a matter of seconds mm-hmm. and have the entire transcript in seconds and then they can decide if it's something that needs to be allowed to be shared or should it be minimized in its reach and that's what i like about shortwave i i read stories from some of the christian broadcasters that used to really be um Big, but they have a lot, so many of them just believe in the internet now. They 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 just want to go internet centric. How many ministries that could reach into places like China, that could reach behind back in the eighties and into the early nineties, the Iron Curtain, uh, behind uh, the Hermit Kingdom and 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 the Middle East? There there are places where getting alternative news, getting anything that would be religious in nature. If you don't get it on shortwave, you're pretty much not going to get it. And that's one of the that's advantage right. advantages of shortwave radio uh, when times get, get tough. So when you look at shortwave radio going forward, what do you think the future of shortwave radio is going to be? Well, I've heard for for years now and, and for decades that uh, shortwave is dying. But we don't see any signs of that. Um, shortwave Except government, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some governments have been, you know, cutting back. But, uh, but what's happened is that some of their broadcast facilities have become privatized. And now the cost of shortwave airtime has come down uh, because of competition and so on. And... 
they can, you know, more organizations are able to broadcast uh, that, that had no hope of ever being able to afford airtime on shortwave in the past. I can remember uh, back in uh, the uh, 80s when airtime on uh, Africa number one, a station in, in Gabon, was $800 an hour. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody could afford airtime then. But, um, if you could even get it, because a lot of them wouldn't even let you on the air, you know. Uh, so it, it so there were there are more organizations broadcasting now. It's more available. The medium is more available to uh, to to average folks and smaller organizations, uh, including, of course, uh, all sorts of religious organizations. So. Um, I, I see that continuing. Uh, we, I asked somebody, uh, I was at a, we have a twice yearly shortwave frequency coordination conference that's uh, where frequencies are coordinated worldwide so that stations aren't on the same frequency at the same time to the same part of the world. And I asked um, someone who was retiring in this job after 20, 30 years, I said, you know, uh, are you seeing, is it easier to coordinate frequencies now because there are fewer stations on the air? And he said, yeah, a little bit, but not much because the bands are still crowded. It's still hard many times to find a good frequency for many hours a day. Uh, So shortwave is not dying by any means. And I I think it's got decades. Decades uh, worth of life yet left yet. <laughs> One of the things that I noticed over the years, and with the association that I've had here with WRMI, and we've talked about this, two things. Number one, you had you had a figure in mind a couple of years back of the estimate of how many radios out there in the world are there that can pick up shortwave. It's not just a handful. It's quite a number, isn't it? Oh, I've heard, you know, over a billion. You know, it's you, you, you hear many different figures, but uh, certainly hundreds of millions are out there. And the Chinese are making them uh, every day at factories mm-hmm. uh, all over China. And see, that's where I think many of the governments in the West and organizations have made a mistake. As they pull away from shortwave, and go to the internet and go to this and and to video and whatever the and streaming what nations are the ones that are picking up and increasing the use of shortwave it's you know the united states may they've shut down a what a site or two in the united states for voice of america and they've cut back tremendously but what governments are actually increasing the use of shortwave well f- by far uh, it's the Chinese. Uh, they are taking over frequencies like crazy. Uh, they have just hundreds and hundreds of transmitters on the air, transmitting in, in I don't know, 60 languages or something. Uh, to And, you know, as I travel around the world with, with a shortwave receiver with me, uh, and I turn it on in, in Europe or somewhere or Africa or whatever, the first thing you hear is is China Radio International or whatever they call it now, CGTN Radio, I think. Um, 
uh, in Chinese or English or you know French or Spanish, whatever. Uh, the, the Chinese are the biggest users by far of the spectrum. The U.S. stations are still big as a conglomerate if you include all of the the U.S. government stations and then the uh, the private stations and so on. Uh, but not you know no match for the Chinese now. Um, the the Iranians use shortwave a lot. Uh, Turkey uses shortwave a lot. Uh, you get the idea. These are these are autocratic <laughs> uh, nations that are that are using it uh, a lot, and they're losing. You know, stations from our countries are losing audience to. Uh, these these broadcasters that uh, are transmitting uh, undemocratic and uh, uh, undesirable sometimes types of programming. So uh, those are those are the kinds of countries that are that are still using shortwave because they they know people are out there listening, and um, uh, it's it's really unfortunate that uh, a lot of people. But you know, at least now non governmental organizations can afford to buy airtime on shortwave and, and, and transmit. I believe, as, as you were mentioning, and I was thinking as you talked about China and then Iran, the Middle East has also been an area where shortwave has been plentifully used over the decades. And I believe, if anything, there's an increase in its use. Um, I can remember one of the more popular transmitter levels that we built at a company I was at was ten and fifteen thousand watt units, and they were going to Lebanon and Hall and Syria and Abu Dhabi. I mean, they, they were going all over the Middle East, and it's my understanding there's still plenty of shortwave operations all throughout the Middle East. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, Algeria just put two new uh, very large uh, sites online. They've been working on for for a number of years now. Uh, and uh, Saudi Arabia uh, uses uh, shortwave a lot. Um, some of the Middle Eastern countries have, have, have cut back or cut out uh, in, in recent years, but uh, there's still, you know, uh, a lot of activity there. And plus, you know, a lot of shortwave listeners in the Middle East. So that's important also. My guest today is Jeff White, General Manager of WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida. And we've been talking about shortwave radio, a little history, a little inside information. And I hope you found our discussion to be helpful and informative. Now, one of the things that I'm doing while in Okeechobee I'm talking with WRMI about ways that we can get this radio program on a few more hours and frequencies each day. WRMI has been a great station for this program to be on. It's where we started way back in 2020 and August of 2020. And, and I've had an association with them since around 2015. I really believe in the power of shortwave radio. And I know a lot of people say, oh, but it's a dying medium, Bob. It's it's old school. But a lot of this new school stuff is going to go dead when there is real turbulence in our land. As we mentioned in our conversation, nations like China, North Korea, Russia, Iran, you can name many that already are deeply controlling 
your access to the internet. And increasingly, it's happening in Canada, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, the United States. Censorship is real. And during this very volatile year of 2024, even more so. And that's why I want to increase the footprint on shortwave. And I want to encourage people to have a shortwave radio. Now, on the other side of the break, we'll talk a little bit about getting a radio and things you can do to be prepared. Sensible things we can do to be prepared. But right now, I'm going to remind you that we're only on the air because of your faithful financial support. Without it, we can't be here. Maybe you've listened to Truth to Ponder for quite a while. Maybe you believe in our work and our ministry. If you do, would you consider today maybe supporting us for the very first time to allow us this expansion? If you would, visit our website, which is truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. Or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie is 24319. That's 24319. Also, if you get a chance, let me know how you listen to this program. You can send me a direct email. I'm not trying to harvest email addresses. I'm not going to be bombarding you with letters. But you can write me directly, bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. And once again, the mailing address is Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Messiah up from the throne coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a very special gift in a few moments. Well, the scene is the death of Stephen, the martyr. He sees Messiah. He says something amazing. He says, I, he says, I, I see him standing on the right hand of God. Now it's a discrepancy. The Bible says that after Messiah made atonement, he was seated, sitting at the right hand of God. Clearly it says he would be seated on the right hand of the Father. But here it says standing, contradiction. How? What's the explanation? Well, real simple. The Lord got up. He got up. Why? Well, he couldn't sit for this. Stephen is bearing witness. He's being stoned to death on the ground. He's calling out for forgiveness of his murderers. The Lord couldn't sit for that. He rose to his feet as one rises to one's feet in honor and reverence. As, as you rise to your feet with a standing ovation, this is the Lord. This is so much greater. Yet he's rising to his feet to say, well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of your master. He sits on his throne, but he's going to rise to his feet. When he sees a man love his enemies, when he sees you triumph in salvation, when he, he sees you have victory over that sin and over that petty thing. When he sees you rise up, he's going to rise to see it. When he, he sees you take a step of greatness, of victory, of overcoming, of unexplainable joy and triumph and love and mercy, 
he sees you living a life of greatness, it'll cause your Lord and master to stand. So do something extraordinary this week, my friend. Do something totally unexpected, not like you, not like the old you, something you could never do before. Do something great in God, something that's going to cause the one seated at the right hand of God to stand up. Want more? Ask for the stones and the glory on CD. Now, the free gift for you from the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim to the writings of the rabbis, the hidden writings that speak about Messiah as Jesus. Amazing stuff. The awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. And Sapphire is guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus really renamed Yeshua. Write it down and dial it. That's it. To receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's ancient people, Israel, and the unreached peoples of every nation on five continents. It's amazing with over a billion people. How? By Shoei Radio, it's amazing. It's more than you'll ever Ever, ever could do any other way. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Yeshua, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's Box 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, make him proud. Shalom Lechem. Peace be to you in Messiah, Sarchayim, the Prince of Life. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Before I forget, and before I get into the topic at hand, I want to remind you that this coming Sunday, March 3rd, I will be preaching at Freedom Church in Vero Beach. Now, the church used to be at a different location on the west side of town. It is now located at 1505 20th Street in Vero Beach. Once again, 1505 20th Street in Vero Beach. That is also known as State Route 60 near downtown Vero Beach. The service time will be 10 a.m. this Sunday. And by the way, the clock changes this Sunday. So you're going to have to, well, adjust your clock accordingly. So remember that for this weekend as well. I hope to see anybody in the region with us at Freedom Church in Vero Beach. Once again, 10 a.m. Their website is freedomchurchverobeach.com. Freedomchurchverobeach.com. And that is this Sunday at 10 a.m. And I hope we can record the service and I can share some of that with the audience of Truth to Ponder a little bit later, maybe as early as maybe the end of next week. So we'll see, and I hope to see you there. Well, we spent we spent the first part of the program talking about shortwave radio, the history of WRMI, and, and I was thinking of, there have been many private broadcasters. Some have come and gone. Some were small operations, and for various reasons, it's expensive to maintain a shortwave radio station. And and I understand that. And people say, well, why can't you just go out and buy a solid state transmitter? Why can't you buy a new this? Well, the money, the cost is incredible. The return on investment, not great. Uh, 
but the reach of these facilities is is just massive. And this signal, as I mentioned before, it can cross international borders. It doesn't depend to get to you on the internet. Many people have these great podcasts and great programs, but they're only available on the internet. The day that it goes down, the day that it gets censored, the day that big tech decides they don't like your program, you're gone. As I mentioned in the first uh, segment, I was kind of surprised when I realized that when you are on platforms like iTunes for Apple Podcasts, Google for Google Podcast and, and Spotify and, and a host of others, they have the ability to analyze the audio file and know exactly what I said in a matter of seconds. And it won't be long before an algorithm decides, you know, that Truth to Ponder show is spreading stuff we don't want people to know about. And the program will become harder to find if not eliminated altogether. Remember, there are, there are just a handful of people that really control the bulk of the internet. How many of you can go back a few years ago and remember after the election of 2020, there was an upstart challenger to Twitter called Parler. Parler was going to be the new freedom of speech version of Twitter. Twitter had gone crazy back in the day. And, you know, you, you get banished, banned, your, your stuff taken down, even for telling the truth. Because, see, there was a new narrative, a new truth, and you must believe this truth. Even if you know it's a, it's a lie, you have to believe it. You have to buy into it. Or they come after you. Parler started getting some traction. People started downloading the app to their phone. They could have it from the iStore for the Apple phone, or they could even have it for their Android phone in the Google Play Store. Well, it started, people didn't like the fact that this was a true town square for freedom of speech and exchanging ideas. So Apple, followed by Google, deplatformed the ability to even get their app from their store. So now you couldn't even get the app. Once again, Google controls the Android phone. Let me say that again. Google controls your Android phone. Apple controls your iPhone. It's that simple. Two companies control your electronic device. And they decided they didn't want you to have Parler. And so they made it disappear, just vanished. You couldn't install it anymore. Then Amazon Web Services. Yeah, I know Amazon, the big retailer. They're a big control freak retailer. Let me I, Look, I know there are times we have to use them right now. And I don't like it. But it is what it is at the moment. They decided we don't like Parler either, and they're renting service from us. See, Amazon owns a company called Amazon Web Servers, AWS. And they are huge. They host web pages. They host these kind of platforms. It's super high tech in these big data centers. And Parler was leasing their space 
from Amazon Web Servers. And, and Jeff Bezos decided one day, I don't like Parler. You've got 48 hours to move everything somewhere else. Well, it couldn't be done. And in essence, they completely destroyed Parler. Just who has it anymore? I think they say it exists, but they were starting out great and now they're gone. There's True Social, and I hope that they are using their own servers. I know that GAB, Gab does. They're not relying on outside parties, but once again, you're still relying on the internet to make the connection from point A to point B. And I really believe the day is going to come that this government in the United States is going to turn totally tyrannical, completely off base, totally an anathema of what the founding fathers planned, as we become a more godless nation, a more wicked nation, we are getting the government we deserve. Tyrants, cruel, hateful, killer tyrants. I'm telling you, we are coming to a day of judgment. They push the gender confusion. They push abortion. They push euthanasia. They push phony vaccines. They, they're the ones that try to convince you of Russian collusion in the 2016 election. You know, Hillary should have won. It was those nasty Ruskies that did it. It was Putin. You know, Putin is no saint. Don't get me wrong. But the Democrat Party has made a huge mistake in poking this bear called Russia and making Putin their personal pinata. To give you an eye, we got people in Washington in the Congress, people like Dan Goldman, who who's just to me just a, a horrible person, an evil person at heart, and he can't tell the truth. They love to lie to you and convince you that right is wrong and wrong is right and dark is day and day. I mean, they they just lie. They are so skilled at it, and they lie so much they even believe their own lies. Dan Goldman is running around saying, and now it appears like, you know, the House Republican majority is being used by Russia to interfere with the 2024 election. Really? Really? You've been picking on Putin for a long time, Goldman, and a bunch of other idiots, morons, and buffoons in Congress poking that bear. One of these days, you're going to be paying a huge price. Well, I should say this nation, because of your stupidity, is going to pay a huge price. Let me put it this way. Anybody claiming Russia's behind this or that or the other is incurably stupid. And they're dangerous people. Goldman is a just a cynical propagandist. He knows that his uh, base of people believe anything he says, no matter how ludicrous it is or how fact-free it is, or how big fat of a lie it is. They work off emotions. As long as you're pushing my transgender, uh, transgenderism agenda, hey, we'll buy into your Russia stuff too. Remember, it is people like Dan Goldman and 51 of the intelligence agencies, people that really knew the truth, that willingly lied to you 
in 2020 about the Hunter Biden laptop. They knew it was real, but they told you it's Russian disinformation. The pesky Ruskies did it. Putin did it. Putin planted the laptop. He made it all up. Don't believe it. The New York Post got suckered by Putin. And then they go after Donald Trump. Now, I'm not here to defend him per se. I'm making an analysis. I mentioned this the other day. What New York State did to Donald Trump is insane. This is committing financial suicide for the state of New York, and they probably have earned it. Kathy Hochul will go down as the dumbest and worst governor of the state of New York, let alone any state in the union. She has proven that you can really, I mean, just when you think it can't get any lower than Andrew Cuomo, it does. Now you got this silly woman running around wanting you to be your vaccine disciple and, and thinks you can tax your way to prosperity and yeah, and, and telling the business community, oh, don't worry, we're not going to come after you. Let me tell you what Kathy Hochul is really telling those businesses. This line from the old movie, Cool Hand Luke, comes to mind. Because you're going to get your mind right. And I mean, right. Now, understand something, and and don't think this is not true. Businesses in the state of New York, whether in New York City, whether on Long Island, whether in upstate New York, whether in Rochester, Syracuse, Albany, doesn't matter. Conservative areas, not so conservative areas. You have been warned by the wicked witch of Western New York. Kathy Hochul, that's where she's from, that you're going to get your mind right. And as a business, you have nothing to worry about. We're not going to come after you unless, unless you do something like Trump. Unless your politics are like Donald Trump, then we may change our mind. But as long as you play ball with us and you're a woke company and you're into the ESG nonsense, Climate change, garbage, social justice, idiocy, gender confusion. As long as you're all for bringing in all the migrants and new voters you can get, as long as you play ball in New York, I'll make sure that Letitia James leaves you alone. And we're not going to have some kind of a Russian-type show trial. That's what it was, a Stalinist or Nazi kind of show trial for Trump. Egeron the moron, the judge, decided he's guilty. How does he know it? I just don't like him. I'm a Democrat. And so this complete buffoon who made just insults, it's just an insult to the entire concept of equal justice under the law, They take a statuette that's about 70-some-odd years old, never been applied like this. Nobody in their right mind would ever try. But Letitia James, after pawing through financial records, tax returns, anything she could get her hands on, this is all she could come up with is a fake 
phony crime. And you have idiots out there saying, well, Trump committed crimes. Now, see, look, he committed a crime. He's got to pay 300 and some odd million. And with with interest, 400, we're going to bankrupt him. We hate him. We hate Trump. Now, I pray that on appeal that it gets to the right court and this whole thing is shown just how ridiculous it is. But understand, in this kind of a case, you may not under, you may have not heard this, but for Trump to defend himself now, he's got to put up a massive bond worth 10%, like $45 million, and pledge all his property to fight the case. And if he loses, he loses it all. The wicked witch of Western New York and the idiot moron buffoon of an attorney general who should be disbarred for what she has done. This is what I would expect in Stalin's Russia. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. This is the kind of garbage I would expect from Mao Zedong, Kim Jong-un, Adolf Hitler. This is what they do. But no, Kathy Hochul, the wicked witch of Western New York, that's what she's doing. She is an idiot. She is dangerous. She should never have been elected to any office. She is a disgusting, horrible woman. And she thinks this is fine. And she's telling those businesses, you get your mind right. Because if you don't get your mind right, we're going to come after you too. Doesn't matter if you're J.P. Morgan. Doesn't matter who you are. The state of New York will will just will just have Letitia come after you. We'll find something you did wrong. We'll make it up. We'll we'll bring Judge Idiot out of retirement. I think he's supposed to be retiring, and he can find you guilty without a jury. Yeah, they played a game on that one too. There was no trial by jury. There was no presumption of innocence. Angeron showed his stupidity when he tried to value properties. He he couldn't value an ice cream cone. And he's there telling people what Palm Beach, Florida property is worth. And he lives in a sewer like New York. What does he know anymore? He'll probably retire to Florida because even he can't afford the taxes. Do you understand what's happening in this country? Evil wicked rulers. That's what they believe they are. And that's something else. The United States does not have rulers. We are not supposed to have rulers in the United States. Let me say that again. We as a nation do not have rulers. Canada was never supposed to have a ruler. But you do. And by voting in evil, wicked people, that is what you are getting. Remember, in 1932, the German people, thinking they would have a better country, they were in economic ruin, voted in, in a free election, Adolf Hitler as chancellor. And Hitler took advantage of the circumstances planned a coup of his own. Yeah, they had a big fire at the Reichstag and they blamed all the communists. They blamed the Jews. They blamed anybody they didn't like. And Hitler then gave himself unlimited power. Look what happened in Ukraine. Oh, that's a great democracy we're protecting in Ukraine. 
Zelensky is an unfit individual to be anything. He should not be in power. People in that country that are trying to get peace and save lives, he declares martial law. He's now the president for as long as he wants. There will be no elections in Ukraine. And they'll blame the Republicans for not sending him, you know, more cash. And I have no time to get into this today, but really it's a war that never should have happened. Listen, do you believe in the mission and ministry of truth to ponder? We try to give you information you don't find elsewhere. And I do the best that I can to vet it all. So I'm not going to be having to come back and say I was wrong. But we could certainly use your support as we are now at the end of the month of February, month of March begins and decisions to be made. WRMI has been a great radio station to be on, and that's where I really would like to stay. WTWW, we're still talking. I'm just not sure. I know it's got a good signal, but the cost of of being there is is getting too high. And without the support, it, it can't continue. But we can increase the number of hours at WRMI and make up the difference. That we can do. And I think we can do it more affordably. And that's why I'm coming to you. Hopefully, maybe later this week, first part of next, I can tell you some new hours on WRMI. Pray for us. Consider supporting us. Visit our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. Truththenumber2ponder.com. We use Give, Send, Go from the website, a Christian online processing organization. Or if you prefer, you can mail a check or money order to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. By the way, don't forget this coming Sunday, I'm preaching at Freedom Church on 20th Street, which is State Route 60, downtown Vero Beach. I think it's 1505. You can go to their website, freedomchurchverobeach.com to find out more. I'd love to see you there. Service time, 10 a.m. Once again, we need your support. I can't ask you enough and I I can't thank you enough for your prayers and, and standing behind me This past year and a half with the cancer has been quite an experience. It's been going on for a while. I am actually feeling so much better than I have in quite a long time. So your prayers are effectual. So our website, truththenumber2ponder.com or a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. Chilhowie, Virginia, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. That's 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. 
To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.